Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode seven of What's Next? Conversations with Boomers. I'm Barb Demeray, and with me is my sound engineer, Mella, sound engineer and producer, along with our guests today. Today, we are talking retirement. If you're a baby boomer, it's a big topic. So some of us prefer to keep working after age 65, either because we continue to be fulfilled in our job and see no reason to retire. Others continue because for a variety of reasons, they need the income. And then there's many who retire at age 65, some to embark on something completely new or to pursue hobbies and interests they've put off during their working years. There are some people who are daunted by the whole idea of retirement. What am I gonna do with my time? How am I gonna fill my days not having to go to work every day? Will I be satisfied? And of course, there's the worry of, will I have enough money? I'm not a financial expert, so I'm not gonna go there, but I do want to have a conversation around crafting a great life after retirement. I know several people who have retired and are leading fun, interesting, and active lives. I invited my friends Jennifer and Serge Zibin on, who I consider to be one of those couples who seem to be thriving in their retirement. I met them both when we were all working in public health in Prince George, British Columbia in the early 80s. I was working in audiology and they were both public health inspectors. They later moved to Nelson in the southeastern part of BC and I moved back to Vancouver. Jennifer and I FaceTime every six weeks or so, so I get caught up in all her latest projects, activities and travels, and there are always many. Welcome to the podcast, Jennifer and Serge. Hi, Barb. Thanks, Barb. We're so honored that you selected us as an example of, of thriving in retirement. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, you know, as I say, I, I know lots of people who I consider, but really and truly, who I consider to be thriving. Truly, you were the first people that came to mind because Jennifer and all our and all our FaceTime visits, have I ever have I ever heard you say, Oh my gosh, I'm so bored. Can't figure out what. Never, ever, never, ever. No. <laughs> never ever. I know. Okay, so so um both of you or one at a time, when when did you retire? Serge retired in two thousand ten. Oh wow, it's been a while. And then I retired in two thousand fourteen. And um Serge is four years and two months older than I am. And uh then I after he retired, I had four years and two months until I could retire because we were both going to retire at age fifty five. And I actually started counting the months. I was so envious of him being in retirement. <laughs> I'd be going off to work and he'd be going mountain biking with friends. And you thought, Oh, I I want to join him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, pre retirement, did you did you have a vision of, of what you wanted it to look like? Um, I sort of had a plan in mind of what my retirement was gonna look like. Um I think at the time I looked at it more as a change in career and I was ready to move on. Nowadays, most people can't have one career for their entire working life. And I really looked at it as an opportunity. I have lots and lots of different interests and projects all the time. 
I knew I was never going to be bored and I knew I'd be always filling my time. So to me, retirement is something I really look forward to and plan for. Like a whole other chapter. You need to reinvent yourself every once in a while. And that's what retirement was. And it just keeps my time busy. And more fulfilled, I would have to say. Serge, I know that you have so many interests and so many talents. So you probably didn't spend any time thinking, what am I going to do with myself? Never. I'm always trying to figure out when I can get some rest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jennifer, you too. And these are things that you were doing long before retirement, right? You're just doing more of it. Yes, I really wanted to devote more time to my hobbies. I've always had lots of hobbies. And since retiring, I've developed even more hobbies. And I sometimes I feel just spread too thin in all my different interests. Gosh, not a dumb idea. Yeah, it is a whole new chapter. I always like to think of endings as being also, um, you know, an opening to a new beginning. Do you have like sort of a daily routine or do you just sort of go along with what your mood dictates? I used to have a little bit of a routine, either daily or a few weekly things, but most days are pretty open. Um, I just love my coffee in the morning with that foamy milk on top and the cinnamon. (laughs) And I just love taking my time in the morning. I don't have to rush off to go to work. And we do breakfast independently. Um, And then we do meet again at at lunch and and dinner. We always have those together. But but mornings are are pretty independent. I really plan my activities around the seasons. Now, there's winter for all the winter sports, spring and summer and fall, you know, for cycling, swimming, walking, hiking. Uh, then there's all kinds of chores that need to be done. So I'm busy with gardening at times. Uh, there's the firewood collecting season. There's the huckleberry season. So yeah, I really yeah, plan yeah. everything through the seasons. Uh, travel for different times of the year. Uh, there's lots of things to do. There's always things to keep busy. There's always uh, maintenance, house renovations, things like that. So just plan it for the seasons and everything is new and different all the time. You, I just never get stuck in a rut. There's always things to be done. Gosh, such an inspiration. It's not exactly like being on vacation all the time either because there's still groceries to buy and the house to clean and garden chores and things like that. So to really truly be on vacation, I feel like I need to be away somewhere. You need to be away, yeah, because there's still, as you say, there still is a house to manage. There still is, yeah, things that you have to do. Jennifer, I'm completely with you with that morning coffee routine. (laughs) I, I, I just love getting up and and you know having my two mugs of really good coffee and just taking my time it's i just find it luscious every day it feels new that coffee it just (laughs) feels like such a fresh treat every day (laughs) oh i even look forward to it the night before sometimes oh in the morning yeah something to look forward to yeah your your coffee do either of you miss your work um, no, maybe miss the, the co-workers and the people that you would meet um, while, while on the job. But I really don't miss, miss the work. Um, no. It got to be, well, it got to be, it was a very stressful job to begin with. And then there was a reorganization and morale was very low and it just became very, very challenging. So I don't, don't miss the work. Hmm. What about you, Serge? 
Um, at first, I think I sort of missed the work. <laughs> and then every once in a while, I would think about work, and that would last for about one or two seconds, and I would move <laughs> on to the next thing. <laughs> Do I miss so, work? Let me think about that. No. So I, no, I, I don't miss work at all. Once in a while, I, I would like to get back involved with things, but it's, it's a lot of stress involved with what I was doing. And I don't need that anymore. Right. You know, a lot of people go into mourning when they have to leave their work because it it really, their whole identity is wrapped up in their job. And so when they end that job, they feel, oh my gosh, I've got no purpose. Who am I now without my work? And it's it can be really difficult. Yeah, that wasn't an issue for us at all. Okay. I could really understand that perspective, but I would I would really go back to like reinventing yourself. There's far too many things to do, and lifestyle issues are far more important than being identified with one job all the time. There's too many opportunities out there to experience, to learn about, and get involved with. I absolutely agree. But my father and my husband, who were both professionals and really their whole identity was was around their job you know my dad was a lawyer and the later a judge and he retired at 74 and and then died at 84 but he kind of became reclusive and like you know what do I do now and I and I often worried about Serge my husband Serge if he had lived to see retirement because his his identity was totally wrapped around his work as an architect so I, I absolutely love your approach I certainly think it's healthy what about doing things together do you do you do most things independent of each other or do you do a lot of things together and sort of how does that work I think it's a, a good balance we have lots of independent hobbies and we have some um, hobbies apart from each other and with other friends um, but we will see together, we'll snowshoe together, but we'll also do those things <clears throat> without each other. And then I have my um, knitting and craft hobbies and search has his woodworking hobbies, but we'll help each other with those. And one hobby we have in common is sewing. Um, Serge is quite an avid sewer. And I'll borrow thread from him. I'll ask him, do you have a size 12 needle I can borrow? And how am I going to do this thing? <clears throat> and, and vice versa, he asked me for advice too. So, so that's quite fun. That's really cool. Serge, is that something you just discovered since retirement? Oh, yeah, certainly. I just discovered it probably in the last two years at the most, maybe a year. And uh, it was one of those new challenges that I've never done before. Wanted to learn a bit about it and sort of took it up and Jennifer's belt. Things started working out. And it's one of those hobbies that's so clean. <laughs> you know, when you're woodworking, you're creating dust and everything and dangerous tools, or if you're metalworking and welding or whatever. But sewing is still so incredibly clean. <laughs> <laughs> it can be really messy, but it's not dirty. That's right. Yeah. So it was just one of those new challenges. I'm always looking for something to challenge myself and learn new things. So it was one of the things I took up. It was a lot of fun. And so what have you fun. sewed? What, do you, what are some of your projects, your sewing oh, projects? I was really into making face masks for a little while and probably still will. I sewed a, a patio umbrella. Wow. 
I make all kinds of different things for um, for making making straps and industrial type things that I need for work and stuff on. So stitch or sew those together. So there's been lots of little projects. You made a leather apron. They're working. Yeah, they took an old leather jacket and yeah. that into an apron. We've recovered uh, deck chairs. Oh yeah, so yeah. lots yeah. of little things. Yeah. And it all started when he was repairing wind surfer sails on my sewing machine. And I thought, I don't think I like you repairing wind surfer sails on my <laughs> sewing machine. That's a little too heavy duty. So then a sister of his was getting rid of a sewing machine. And he took that. And I think he found that kind of repair quite interesting and thought of all sorts of other things. He could be mending or sewing. And it just took off from there. Okay, Jennifer, you've got so many hobbies. I know. I mean, you've got quilting. You've got sewing. You've got knitting. You've got painting. Yeah, I um, play the piano and the flute also. <sighs> oh, my gosh. And yeah, it's, yeah, like I said, I sometimes feel spread too thin. Sometimes I'm not sure which direction to turn in. So I started trying to play the piano after lunch and trying to play the flute after dinner. So there's a little bit of a routine there. And uh, as far as the crafts go, I'll kind of dive right in. I'll find something I like and I'll just go wild with it. I started making baby quilts and I made 11 baby quilts. I just kept getting more ideas off of Pinterest. I love small projects and the math and geometry and everything was so challenging and interesting. And then I had so many um, baby quilts. I started an Etsy site to sell the baby quilts. And then this spring, I had baby quilt fever again. I made um, 11, 11 baby quilts this spring. And now I sort of have my fill of that. And now um, I'm moving on to sort of little stuffed animals that I saw on Pinterest and found pattern on, patterns on Etsy. And they're just made out of fabric. They're not made out of fur or anything, but they're kind of like little stuffies. So that's what I just started working on this morning. Cool. Oh gosh. Okay. Speaking of babies, I know there's a new baby. Yeah. You yeah. are you are new grandparents. So so how has that um, changed things for you? And also, it is worth noting that you have two sons who live here in Vancouver. They don't live in Nelson. So talk about that. Well, because of COVID, there wasn't much visiting, of course, but they really needed us when the baby was less than a week old. Thank goodness they needed us. We were so happy to go down and help for a few days. And then we just got to go again two weeks ago and see her when she was four months old. Mm. And it's just wonderful. And uh, we keep in touch with WhatsApp, photos and videos all the time. Yeah. Like to spend more time with her, of course. They'll, they'll be visiting us soon. Having, yeah. a, having a grandchild is a lot of joy. I'm quite surprised how much joy it brings to you. And you sort of want to spend a lot more time with them, but unfortunately, with the distance and the COVID, it's been difficult. But, you know, nowadays with uh, video calls and photographs, it's just so easy to stay in part of their lives and, and be part of them growing up. It's, it's a lot of fun so far. And very enjoyable experience and look forward to more. And it gives purpose and meaning. Uh, for instance, Serge just made three baby gates for uh, for them, for our son and his family to install in their townhouse. Wow. Yeah, they sent us a picture of what they would like and Serge made, made them and painted them and we delivered them. And I'm making um, this 
stuffy with the idea of, oh, I can give that to a, a little grandchild someday. Mm. Do you ever consider now that you have a grandchild and it's likely more will be coming in the future that you would relocate to be closer to them? I'm more concentrating on them relocating closer to us. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's? Do you think that would happen? Probably not. Potentially, though. Potentially, it depends on where their careers take them. Uh, potentially, they may want to move, but uh, for me, I'm not a big city person, and so it's going to be very difficult to get me to move there. I'll make short-term visits. I'm more than looking forward to that, and very happy to do that. But for myself, relocate can be difficult. I think the kids would be sad if we sold our house and moved. We live in such a beautiful area. We live on, on a lake, a nice big home. And I, I think they would, would be upset if we moved. I, I think they yeah. would too. Yeah. But that is often a consideration when our, when our kids move away and they start having kids and we want to be part of their lives. You know, do we, do we relocate? Do we just rely on visits? And yes, as you say, certainly with technology now, we can stay in touch, but it's just being able to touch them and hold them. And yeah, So moving would always be an option, but it's not something we're looking at in the near future or even in the near distant future. Well, you're not too far away. No, seven hours, seven and a half hour drive. Seven and a half hours, yeah. Well, it's not across the country anyway. Exactly, and it's not in a different country or a different continent. Thank goodness. Right, right. Same province. Do you guys have pets? No, we don't have pets. We did have a cat. It was wonderful having a cat, but the cat made it difficult to go away. Um, needed to find someone to look after the cat, and the cat does uh, some wear and tear on the house. So after the cat <laughs> passed away and we were retired, we did a bunch of changes to our house. Yeah. I guess travel is a big consideration of pets, and we do want to travel a lot more right now, so having a pet does add a lot of complications that we wish to avoid right now. Yeah, it does. I, You know, as you know, I have a dog, and the dog is now diabetic, so I'm thinking... This is this is going to add some more complication to my traveling. And we did travel a lot prior to COVID. Um, since Serge retired, we've been to Europe six times, and we've been to China and Tahiti and Hawaii and Cuba and wonderful vacations. And during COVID, I, I was worried about traveling in the future. And it's just so nice to think of our past trips. Have lots of great memories from the past year. We're looking forward to get go, getting going on that again, maybe next year. Yeah, it's, it's things are opening up now. So travel—that's a whole—that's a whole other topic around re- retirement because, you know, for a lot of people, that's what they think about in retirement. I can now travel, and and I can travel multiple times a year. Of course, you know, depending on your budget. But I know also for both of you, travel has been, as you pointed out, Jennifer, a big part of your life together. And you've been to some incredible places and plan to continue. What's the f- best, best food story, maybe? Oh, perhaps Greece, for things? What do you think? Well, that's a tough one. Or China? That's also good, you know. <laughs> it's, it's tough to hold. Uh, rationale experience of traveling is to experience all these things and when you're there at the time it's always the best and then you go to another place and 
you have lots more wonderful experiences. So I don't think I could pinpoint one. A lot of them have been absolutely fabulous. I think Greece, Manakapita and Moussaka and Gamista and feta cheese and Greek salad, good red wine, uh, donairs every day. Greece is pretty special. Yeah. Serge, I want you to talk about your famous pumpkin pie because I hear about it every Thanksgiving. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we talk about our thanks Thanksgiving plans, Jennifer with Serge is going to be making his pie. So, um, and it's not just any old pumpkin pie from the can. Oh no, you really have to start with a fresh, preferably organically grown pumpkin, and and the key to that is uh, roasting it in the oven until it gets nice and caramelized and that's the base for your pumpkin, and then the rest is pretty straightforward. Eggs and milk and cream and lots of spices. And voila, you'll really have an excellent pumpkin pie. But the key is to start with a fresh pumpkin and bake it, and then use, use that to make the pumpkin pie. And you do realize that pie. not everybody does this, right? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and it's not just one pie. He's always got to make two pies. Two pies. Yeah. yeah. And it's absolutely excellent for breakfast. <laughs> and Serge makes cinnamon buns and bagels, and he's been making sourdough bread for years also. Yeah, Serge, you put us all to shame. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> retirement is all about keeping busy and keeping active and always having projects on the go. Well, and it's doing things that you love to do, and it's spending some time thinking about what do I love to do? Exactly, that's what it is. I choose what I want to do. I only do the things I want to do now. And and you get a lot of pleasure out of that. And that's what life's all about. Right, right. Sometimes, you know, that it seems like a simple question. What do I want to do? What, what, what is really going to fulfill me? And, uh, you know, sometimes it takes a lot of contemplating to discover what those things are. For some people. Those, those of us who are the non-pumpkin pie makers and the non-sewing <laughs> sales, etc. It's just finding your interest. And yes. And recognizing that a challenge in doing those interests could be fun. And you're always learning and stimulating yourself. So that's, that's why I start. Which is a really good start. Okay, what tips, apart from what you've already said, would you pass on to people that are considering retirement? First thing is retire as early as you can. And find as early as you can, okay. As early as you can and the opportunities to do the things that you want to do. I think that's the important part. Jennifer, can you add to that? I think have plans of what you want to do, but um, don't hold yourself to it as well. Um, I heard of someone that really wanted to do quilting and then they started quilting and, and they didn't like it, for example. I think that's good advice, yeah. Um, I also still have projects I've been meaning to get to, um, coming up to seven years now. I still am waiting to clean the garage and clean the cold room. Um, so procrastination still happens. It still takes uh, motivation and discipline to get around to some of these things. Yeah, I know. I think that's pretty common. It's, it's you know, I, I could do this and this and this, but what do I really feel like doing. And then one other thing I would mention about retirement is I retired young as soon as I could and I'm healthy 
and I was able to do a lot of the physical activities that I wanted. But the one thing that never ever crossed my mind until about this year is that her body slowly starts to deteriorate. Mm-hmm. So get up there and do a lot before your knees give out on you, your back gives out on you. Uh, so yeah, keep active and actually start running. Your body will be repeat. But I try to do everything that I can to keep it in good shape. I think that's really important. Yeah. Physical activity, mental activity, social activity. Important. All those things, yeah, contribute to contribute to longevity for sure. Money can't buy health. Money can't buy happiness. No, no, no. But we can make a conscious decision to do those things that we know lower our risk. You know, contribute to to feeling well mentally, physically, spiritually. Thank you so much. This has been great, and and I know that. Um, you guys are, are going to be an inspiration to a lot of people. Wow. They are doing it right. They are having a good life. So thanks for coming on. Thank You're you, Barb. Thank you, Barb. Good to see yeah. you. Yeah, good to see you. Okay, enjoy the rest of the summer. I'm very excited. Talk to you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, Mella. Yes. So those are, those are two people that... As you heard, live really full, rich, fun, interesting lives. And um, yeah, what did you get out of that? As a millennial that doesn't even have to think about retirement for a long time. It feels like 55 is like not that far away. True, true. (laughs) And I don't foresee myself like being at all prepared for that. I mean, who knows? I may not even make it to 55. Knock on my... (laughs) I'm just saying, like, you know, the end is nigh. As far as, like, you know, climate change and all these crazy things happening right now. Right, right. So, yeah, make the most of your... I didn't mean for it to get dark. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't want dark. I don't want dark. But, yeah, make the most of your life every day. And I sort of think that... I mean, when I... Speaking for myself, that... um, Yes, we have to live in the present, but I feel like I've kind of, you know, planned for retirement long, long time ago in that, you know, keeping my friendships friendships active, my book club, my physical activity, my, you know, the things that my reading, my all the things that I enjoy doing, um, you know, I started that long time ago, so I think about people who, okay, they're, they're retired, they don't have to go to work every day, um, Okay, do maybe maybe I should start a new hobby. Um, I've never really had hobbies before. What do I do? Or maybe well, should I volunteer? I've never done that before. And you know, that it can be kind of daunting. But it, if it's been sort of like as as Surgeon Jennifer pointed out, so many of the things they do, they were doing before, just right. less of. Right. So yeah, kind of you know, plan early. What's Next is written and created by Barb Demeray. It is produced, edited, and engineered by Mella. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you subscribe to find out what's next. Conversations with Boomers.